As we do each and every Wednesday, let's uh, cross first of all to the main man as far as COVID-19 is concerned. A special COVID-19 reporter is Piers Cunningham. Piers, welcome to RWPFM and Peninsula Talks again. Morning, Brendan. Good that you can join us, Piers. Um, interesting days, of course. Mixed messaging seems to be the theme that we're seeing in the major dailies today as the government in- tries to encourage the younger crew to uh, maybe consider the notion of an AstraZeneca jab after all. Yeah, I think that these outbreaks that have happened right around the country now, unfortunately, in Western Australia, Northern Territories, and New South Wales and Queensland, they're thinking basically that they need to vaccinate people and the supply that they've got is actually AstraZeneca. That's the one being made in Melbourne. I believe it's something like, you know, several hundred thousand doses being churned out by Commonwealth Serum Laboratories, CSL, in Melbourne. And that's the one that's available and there's a shortage and there's an outbreak. So they're thinking they'd better deploy those vaccines wherever they can to whoever's prepared to take them, despite their own advice that AstraZeneca is best used by 60 plus age group only. Yeah, indeed. But just again, looking at those uh, concerns about AstraZeneca and the tiny portion of people that are affected by its adverse uh, reactions. Also interesting Mm -hmm. to note during the week, um, CSL suggesting that, well, look, even if Aussie doesn't take uh, its, um, its, its serums, it will be able to get rid of them, export them overseas anyway. People are dying for it, literally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're literally dying for it, unfortunately. And it just seems that, you know, it's the same thing that we saw in Victoria. There was a lot of complacency and throughout Australia. We hadn't had much of the virus. There wasn't a lot of active cases around. And so people were, were delaying. They were kicking that can down the road. And also the mixed messaging that's, you know, the, the, the stories about people having, you know, uh, deep vein thrombosis and uh, clotting issues, these sort of things that, that were reported to result in a very small, you know, one in 100,000 or less. And in fact, uh, you know, the female contraceptive pill, can, uh, can have a higher incidence of causing clotting than uh, in some people than, uh, than AstraZeneca jabs. So, you know, we, we, we live in a world where vaccines are not perfect. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? The indemnity clause seems to be uh, giving private uh, medical clinicians some ease and so- certainly some confidence in terms of being able to administer this stuff as well. We'll be interested to see what the daily rates are concerned. Notice that uh, Europe is picking up its doses on a daily rate now. It's uh, getting to 3.7 million people on a daily basis. Uh, the USA up to 3.4. So although the USA, 46% of that population now fully vaccinated, remember, Pierce, that uh, Biden was saying he wanted 70% by July 4th. They're going to be pushing for that. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, look, think of the, the roadmap that was put by uh, by the Australian federal government who's responsible for the actual vaccine rollout. Uh, that's been uh, well and truly derailed. It was supposed to, we were supposed to be much further in, in terms of our fully vaccinated population. We're actually under 5% at the moment. So, um, uh, you know, that's, that's under 5% of the population um, have actually had both both doses of a a vaccine at this stage, so it's uh, it's w- way below what was what was forecast. And it's looking like our new uh, task force commander as well going to be ramping things up by investing uh, a rollout through big banks, large miners, and private businesses as well. So obviously, it's going to be all guns blazing over the next few months as we try and close in on this sort of deadline toward the end of the year, so we can get back to something like near normal. 
Yeah, that's right. We'd love to. We all want to be able to travel and we want to open up the country. It's interesting what Singapore is doing. I, I, I believe uh, that they are kind of saying, well, we just, we, we're going to accept a certain toll, if you like, from, from uh, opening up and that's acceptable. So they'll have some, they'll take precautions. And if you want to go to Singapore, you'll, you know, need to show that you've, you've been vaccinated and you probably have to get a test. But Otherwise, they, they want to get themselves opening up and uh, they want to get their tourism and, and you know, business travellers. Singapore's a big business hub. So they want to open up and, th- and they're kind of saying, well, we, we accept the risk of doing this and that's just part of living with, with the virus. It's not going to go away. And in Australia, we have the same issue. I mean, every time we, we get something under control, we shut the economy down in a, in a given location and, uh, and then someone arrives from overseas and we have uh, another issue of, of the virus re-emerging. So you just, you know, you can't keep on living like this, you know, at some point. And I think the Prime Minister was asked this very question recently and he sort of said, look, at the moment it's, it's preferable not to be, uh, be sort of, you know, opening yourself up and accepting a toll of the virus at this stage in Australia, but that eventually, once we've got more of the population vaccinated, then that will be... Uh, that will be something that we'll have to consider. You're tuned up to RWPFM. This is Peninsula Talks. It's our Wednesday edition all the way through until 2. We've got Piers Cunningham, our COVID-19 reporter online, just bringing us up to speed on what is happening this uh, Wednesday. Um, very interesting as well, Piers, I saw that uh, coming out of London, the Royal College of Psychiatrists warning that COVID pandemic has created a mental health crisis amongst children. And I, I, it's all very well sort of rolling out, um, you know, these these injections and getting everybody vaccinated. But I think maybe some of the long-term consequences and generationally as well might be felt for a number of years to come. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's absolutely right. I mean, this thing is... Is, is showing that it can it can mutate, it can it can affect young people, and that seems to be a characteristic of the the Delta strain, which is the one that's that's running a bit wild in Australia and very wild in other parts of the world. It seems that parts of the population that we thought were not really too troubled by the virus, and that's young people and children, uh, they may be quite vulnerable to new strains of it. So unfortunately, yeah, there's there's all sorts of longer term flow on consequences from COVID, even even once we get herd immunity achieved, uh, the cost of it as well, you know, not, you know, that's, I think that's something which people forget that uh, the world has gone into massive debt. Some countries already had a lot. And this is something that generations are going to be dealing with. And, and the intergenerational report re- released by our, our treasurer recently in the last couple of days uh, says exactly that, that we are going to be living in uh, a lot more debt and eventually government services will have to be uh, limited because of the need to deal with that debt. Indeed, and it's going to be, well, we'll be talking to uh, Michael D after the news at 12 today about exactly that and the impact as well as we try and recover and come out of the pandemic. Um, one cynic got in touch with us here at Ottawa PFM uh, this last week, Piers, suggesting that the Delta virus is not as fatal as other variants of uh, COVID-19. Are you seeing any stats? Question without notice for you, of course. Apologies. <laughs> Well, no, I, I haven't actually. I, as far as I'm aware, it's no more uh, deadly than other strains, earlier strains, but it is far more contagious. That's that's my understanding. And and you know, there'd be more information from overseas about this, where where they've been dealing with the Delta strain uh, in much much larger larger numbers. We may be looking to may, may need to look to our our British 
colleagues and, and friends to uh, to get more information on how they are finding the uh, the fatalities that flow from the Indian variant or now called Delta. My understanding is that it's it's certainly much more contagious. That's the issue. And I mean, some of the, seeing that footage, which they've isolated on closed circuit TV cameras in New South Wales, the contact traces up there, you know, when they worked out the exact moment of transmission, and it was literally a, a people a fleeting moment of people passing on a passageway indoors can be sufficient to to pass the virus from one person to the next. So we are dealing with a you know very different beast to to the the variants that we were dealing with last year so it's harder to harder to uh, be successful with lockdowns so again it goes back to the, the importance of vaccination mass vaccination but unfortunately some mixed messaging out there i believe the victorian state uh, health department has sort of asked for more information following that late night announcement from the prime minister last night saying that basically anyone can have the uh, the az vax uh, they just have to, you know, put their hand up and they'll get it. Um, but I also know that there are delays because I've got uh, family members who are trying to, who are eligible for Pfizer and trying to get it at the moment, and there are at least two week delays in, in getting the Pfizer jab at the moment. Could explain the emphasis then on the AstraZeneca. Piers, obviously a huge amount more to cover in this. We thank you very much indeed for your time today on Peninsula Talks. We hope that uh, you can join us again same time next week. Pleasure, Brendan. I'd be happy to. Just update on Victoria. We had one new local and one overseas case. 19,533 vaccinations at immunisation hubs. Uh, that's uh, up to the 30th of June. So uh, quite good numbers of people still getting vaccinated, but we do need those numbers to stay high. We also need better supply of these vaccinations around the country. Piers Cunningham, thank you very much indeed. You're tuned up to RPPFM, your local radio station, coming to you live from the Bendigo Bank Studio.